0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, porch community, and welcome to episode 138 of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson. Patterson. Who pa- am I? Patterson. Patterson, the lead pa- Patterson of the... <laughs> Hey, everybody, glad you're here. I'm here with Josh.
1: Shannon, what's how's it, it going?
0: <laughs> Hang on. <what's> <laughs> hey, Shannon, how's it going? <laughs> you haven't recorded. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness gracious. I was talking to someone um, at my community group Sunday night, and they said they were. Listening to the podcast um, as we were driving down the road and you were, it was, I guess, the Friday episode or maybe Saturday where you were beeping. Yeah. Beeping. And she says her kids were in the car and they're like, what did Miss Shannon say? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, they're just being silly. Because <laughs> they obviously know what the beeping means. <laughs> Oh, no, we're heard, just silly. Uh, speaking of last week's episodes, um, I've heard from a lot of people, and I know this might sound like we're tooting our own horn, um, and maybe we are. Yep. Um, but no, I've just heard from people how helpful last week's episodes were. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and
1: I've heard of a lot of people in the same boat as me.
0: So we will toot the Holy Spirit's horn. Yes. Those are Shannon's very own personal... Sound effects. Nope. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. <laughs> um, <clears throat>
1: no, all I got is that trombone.
0: <laughs> What's that? Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah.
1: And that would not be appropriate. <laughs>
0: that just reminds me of Debbie Downer on SNL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, have I mentioned before that that's what I wanted? That was my, like, um, one of my life goal. Pl- that was one of my plans when I was a younger person. To be on SNL? I wanted to be a writer uh, on okay. SNL. Yeah. So. But, I have a, um, I have this a friend like that. I was like 12.
1: <laughs> actually, I have a friend that auditioned. Really? Mm-hmm. Like he had got to a real audition. Like he got that wow, far. That's cool.
0: Yep. I didn't pursue it beyond my 12 year old self going, I would like to be a writer for that. So <laughs> that's as far as I got. Um, <clears throat> so we are slowly making our way through the book of Acts in our sermons, which is great because...
1: Yeah, you made a joke about how far we're going between <laughs> this past week and next week.
0: Yes, yeah, so we have a big whiteboard in the office, if you haven't seen it, and we I try to keep it fairly up to date just so we can kind of look up there and go, where are we, what are we doing? Um, I think it's just as much for my sanity as anything else, but um, so last week well, it said um, May 7th, Uh, Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4, and then yesterday when I came in for staff meeting, I I kind of made a few changes, and so it says May 14th, Acts chapter 2, 1 through (laughs) 4, so so it's the same exact text, Um, but there's a lot in here, Josh, there's Mm -hmm. a lot in verses 1 through 4, and that's where I want us to uh, kind of zoom in today, one of the things I have seen, I have experienced myself. Um I would still say even upon us like hitting record on this episode, mm-hmm. um, I'm still um, studying and learning, but without a doubt, the um, the topic of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So so in Acts chapter two verses one through four as we see when the Holy Spirit came upon all those who were gathered there in the upper room or they were gathered together where they were and um, the holy spirit filled them with filled them up and they began to speak in other tongues as a spirit enabled them. We didn't even get to the second part of verse 4 on Sunday's message. And I'm and, sure
1: some people were waiting.
0: And I told everyone to unclench. It's fine. We're yeah. going to talk about it this week. They can clench up all they need to. Um but so we're going to talk about what what is that filling of the holy spirit that happened one at Pentecost, mm-hmm. two, how does it occur post Pentecost, what does it mean? Are there different terms we use? All of that. because we And I want us to scripturally work through this because there is a whole lot of opinion. There's With opinion comes conjecture. There's definitely interpretation. I would say scriptural interpretation. Um, we could invite people to come in here through scripture and, and they could make a case for um, the continuation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and someone mm-hmm. could come in and scripturally make a case for um, the fact that the baptism of the Holy Spirit only occurred at Pentecost, and thus it's different from then on, scripturally. Yes. So it's, like I said, it's something I'm still studying and reading through. Mm-hmm. But inevitably, I would say, there can be confusion about the Holy Spirit, one, and two, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and does it, does it matter? Like, does your well, verbiage matter?
0: Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I and some would say, yes, it most certainly does. And others would say, no, I don't really think so. Right. And that's kind of where we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where a lot of the people I'm talking with or have talked to or, have, you know, that's kind of where most people are.
1: Yeah. A right. lot of people are, go, believers, baptism, baptism in the Holy Spirit, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Sure. Whatever. Right. And then it's, others would say, the, no, totally it's different. It's the act of getting mm-hmm. dunked.
0: Right, and other people would say no. It's a totally different moment yep. and event. Yep. Um, so there are, and I think I mentioned this on um, Sunday, but there are several descriptions for how the Holy Spirit interacts with people in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, we see terms like being filled with the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, baptism, in the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit coming upon. I had like I, I listed several. Yes. Uh, on Sunday. Hmm. Um. So, those same terms are still used today. So, not just in scriptures, but we still use, Christians still use those terms today: mm-hmm. empowered, baptized, filled. Um, and and that's the question: Is do these terms? I think it's one question: Do those terms signify different ways that the Spirit works, or are they the same?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Does the Holy Spirit still happen today? The way it did at Pentecost, as far as how he shows up. Gotcha. Um, So, just to reiterate, Acts chapter two, verse four says, um, "I'm going to read." Actually, okay. This beginning of verse one: When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other, lang- other tongues as the Spirit enabled them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so um, the word, the Greek word for filled, there in Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 4
1: Pimplemi.
0: Me. Pimplemi, me, that's right. Um, and it, it means to be filled, right? Mm-hmm. This is a different word. Um, if you go back into Acts chapter one, uh, verse five, this is um, <clears throat> Jesus has he's the resur- he's in resurrected form. Mm-hmm. He has not yet ascended to heaven, so it's during these forty days where he, it's post Easter, right. he has been showing up among his disciples and basically, uh, in effect, proving his resurrection by being yes. seen by many and many and many, um, eaten with them, talked with them, you know, all these different things. And, um, he's explaining to his disciples that he is going to go. Um, they are like, he's like, don't leave Jerusalem. I want you to pray. The Holy Spirit's going to come referred to as the, um, the comforter, um, or just the promised, um, and they even ask. His disciples are like, "Is this? Is this when you're gonna like, like you know, start to rule everything?" And they're, mm. he's like, no, "No, this is, you know, that's the non sequitur where he's yeah, talking yeah. about what he's gonna do." And they're still mm. focused on, you know, like,
1: "When are you coming to power?"
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. WWE with yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um. So, but he tells them, "No, no, that, it's not for you to know that. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you." But go back into verse five. And he says, don't leave Jerusalem, wait for the gift my father's promised you, which you've heard me speak about. And this is what Jesus says. So this is, for a lot of us, it's red letters in our Bible. Mm -hmm. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so for many, many people, that is one of the scriptural uh, foundations for a baptism of the Holy Spirit, separate from... In another in, baptism. Yeah. Um, and that is Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. Um the the filling that we see in Acts chapter two, verse four, at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came and 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 the the signifier of uh the tongues of fire on each of them and they were filled with the Spirit, it's a different word. The word Jesus uses in Acts one five is the Greek word baptizo, okay. Which
1: means Im- immersed.
0: Correct, and then the word that Luke uses, and Luke recorded all of this, but he's quoting Jesus there. The word that Luke uses in Acts chapter two is "pimplemi."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, some might say, "Does that matter? Are they one and the same?"
1: Well, no, they're uh, different words. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. have different they are. meanings. They
0: do. They do. Um, so here's here's the here's the um, how yep. I'm kind of looking at this text.
1: That'd be like saying, "And he ate it with a fork," and then two. <laughs> and in another story, he ate it with a spoon. Does it matter?
0: In the third version, it was he ate it with a spork. Yeah.
1: Does it matter? <laughs> yes. They're different words. They have different meanings. There's different definitions of the word. So he they meant a specific thing.
0: Yeah. But then again, I mean, I agree with you, but yeah. then I think about the times that I say something, I'm meaning the same thing, and I say it two different ways.
1: I figure like a wholly inspired word, like exactly. the Bible, would mean what they meant. Verses,
0: versus yeah. of what we might say in yeah. regular conversation. Yeah. I hear there, you. There's hear. not
1: there's not a lot of, you know what I mean in the Bible.
0: <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's, there's, not, there's, a there's whatever. not a lot of whatever. There's not a lot of that. <laughs> there's not a lot of whatever. Um, so with... Here's where, um, looking at Acts one five, when Jesus says, "You've been baptized with John's baptism, but soon you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit," what we need to re- what we need to recall, remember about the baptism of John the Baptist mm-hmm. was his baptism was a baptism of repentance. Right. It had not yet been uh, connected with salvation. Mm-hmm. It was just repent. It was prepare yourself because you're about to hear, you're about to see the one, hear the one, mm-hmm. Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. Get right? ready
1: to listen because he's going to fulfill. Correct. And, and you can't receive salvation until he's done.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the baptism of John was just a baptism of repentance. Mm-hmm. In many ways, it was like the, um, the procedures that the Jewish people would go through. And right. to prepare themselves for Passover, for these holy days that they went through, mm-hmm. um, and with like sacrifice. You, and and like not. you
1: said before in an earlier <clears throat> podcast, that baptism wasn't a new concept. Like John yes. didn't didn't invent baptism. He did
0: not invent the word baptism. It was used often. It's in, um, it's in the Odyssey. Um, so it's it's a word that's used. I mean, even outside of Scripture, you see mm-hmm. it historically. In text, that was a word that was used. We have co-opted that word. Now yes. we hear baptism, and almost everybody relates it to Christianity. Yes, um, and so, but in this regard, it was it was more used, I guess, if you will. So John's baptism was not complete. The baptism that that Jesus refers to in Acts chapter one, verse five, John's baptism, it was not complete. Jesus had not yet completed. His salvific work, like mm-hmm. that, brings it all together. And so, with the completion of Jesus's work of salvation and His ascension, right, right. Now the Holy Spirit comes. So the word "baptizer," it was it was used in regular conversation. It would, it would be best. Uh, and I don't know if I'm using the right um, uh, literary uh, or grammatical term here, but and, and I was even looking it up, but it's like, what do you... Jesus was using the words that they knew. Baptism. Yes. Of John's baptism. Mm-hmm. You were baptized with John. Well, in a few days, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's like, like
1: colloquialism.
0: I don't know. Or is it metaphor? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but he was using the Where same Donna term. Sewell when we need her? I know. I almost texted her, but I didn't. I should have. She said she was done with final stuff, but... <laughs> so. Let's just make this clear. Acts chapter 1, verse 5 is pre Pentecost. Yes. And it's the last time, and this is, I I was not aware of this. It's the last time the specific phrase baptized in the Holy Spirit is used in the scriptures. Really? Except for in Acts chapter 11 when Peter quotes Acts 1, verse 5. So he's only quoting what Jesus said. But the actual phrase, baptize in the spirit, and if you want to check me on this, please do. But thus far, that's what I can tell and what I've read and stuff like that. So the only term for baptism, so the term baptism, right? And that's the thing because we, people interchange these words, filled, baptism. We're talking about baptism right now. mm -hmm. The only term for baptism, the word Mm -hmm. baptism, that we read, about happening after Pentecost for new believers, new believers, which is, there's a caveat in here. Yeah. For anyone who, after Pentecost, heard the message of Christ and became a new believer, the only term for baptism we hear about is baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Right. That's the only baptism that we find. There are a few instances where believers, Jesus followers, so they were following Jesus... Before his um, ascension mm-hmm. or even before the Pentecost moment, there could have been some people that believed there in those ten days, you know, between waiting, you know. but for those who were followers before um, but were not present on Pentecost, yes, they did have hands laid on them and they received what the Pentecost believers received. Yes, they had a a, a filling of the Holy Spirit, but even then it wasn't called baptized. No, okay. Um, new believers after the faith had. This is my terminology here.
1: New, new be, I'm sorry. I'm so trying a to track new believer. With, okay, I know what a new believer is. I'm tracking timelines where you're saying an, the mm-hmm. difference between. So
0: let's say uh, your name is Josh. Yes. Okay, and um, you heard Jesus speaking, or even like. You saw him die on the cross,
1: like first person,
0: mm-hmm. and then you heard the testimony, or you heard the testimony, okay, um, post resurrection of this Jesus, and you're like, I, I believe he's the Messiah.
1: Pre ascension or pre Pentecost, either okay. doesn't matter. Okay,
0: um, but you believed yes. that Jesus was the Messiah. Hmm. Um, but let's say you lived, uh, you weren't there at Pentecost, you weren't in Jerusalem. Okay. Maybe you were somewhere else. In Douglas, right? Right. right. You're in Douglas. You weren't there in Jerusalem for the Pentecost, the Jewish um, the moment, ho- right? When you found out about what happened at Pentecost, they said, "Have you received and and laid hands on, and you received the Holy Spirit?"
1: Oh, okay. 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 I'm tracking. There,
0: there are there are instances of that in the scriptures. Yes. Yes. yes People yes, who yes. were already believers. Yes. But were not present at Pentecost, and someone from the from the Pentecost there. moment, yes, came and said. They laid hands and prayed for them, and they received what they received there at Pentecost.
1: Basically, they had like the...
0: <laughs> I know. It's like, nope, how I'm... am I going to say this?
1: <laughs> no, I ha- I <laughs> have an ap- mm, I
0: analogy. Mean, you not can a always good, edit this. This is
1: not a good analogy. You can
0: always edit it. <laughs> it's
1: like cooties.
0: Oh, okay. So, like but good som- cooties. Yes,
1: but someone has it. <laughs> you weren't there to receive it.
0: Uh-huh. So it's like the chicken pox parties. Yes, <laughs> people would. Have. But
1: they shared it with you because they had the power to share it.
0: Correct. Right. So but, that's one example. Yes. Now let's say after Pentecost, you believed. You heard all you. Like Peter what? and John came into your town and told you. Never or, heard.
1: Of, never heard of anything until after Pentecost. That's right. where I'm sitting at right now.
0: Okay. Right. Right. One of the people that were there in Jerusalem who witnessed and heard in their own language mm-hmm. the the wonders of God, because yes. that's what it says they declared, went back home, because they were in Jerusalem for the the, holly, the holy... The holy holiday, yeah. Yeah, the holy day. They went back home, told the people there what mm-hmm. went on. People believed. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Holy Spirit, because it's post-Pentecost. The Holy Spirit has come.
1: So that would be... So that's what a current new believer...
0: Correct, and we would fall into that category. Yes. We fall in that category. This is my understanding.
1: So by what you're saying, mm-hmm. um, the moment we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure I was tracking the
0: steps. And listen, all of these terms are important, because I know there are some listening here going, no, Shannon, that's not right, but... This is what I've this is what I understand in, in studying the scriptures and, yes. and, and reading people who are much smarter than I am. Yes. Um, so John Wesley, for example, mm-hmm. exhaustively studied and wrote on the Holy Spirit. And he concluded that there's no distinction. So again, we're talking about baptism. All right, because some people go, Well, what about being filled with the spirit? We're gonna get to that, but we're talking about the word baptism.
2: because mm-hmm.
0: okay. um, I think it's important for us to really understand what, what do we mean by the terms.
1: So right now we're just talking about um, um, at salvation moment you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit currently.
0: Um, well, I would say those are one and the The same—the moment you're baptized. But I think you, we'll we'll get to that. Okay, I'm just tracking. Right, just trying to make sure I'm tracking. Sure. So Wesley, along with many other noted theologians. concluded there's no distinction between the water baptism post-Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So after Pentecost. Okay. So if you received water baptism before, whose baptism was that? Was it John's baptism?
1: Yeah, it was a baptism of repentance. Right. Or so, another form of baptism right. that was happening.
0: So he concluded that post-Pentecost there was no distinction between the water baptism and the Holy Spirit baptism, that that post Pentecost are one and the same. And he said this... And we looked at this quote Sunday, but um, that there's one baptism with fresh infillings of the Spirit throughout a believer's life. And that's where we get into that word filled versus baptized. Okay. What I see, and this is, again, I mean, I'm open for, for conversation on this. But what I believe many today call baptism of the Holy Spirit I think they actually mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit or a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is what we've been praying. Mm-hmm.
1: Why does it matter if they say baptism versus infilling?
0: Um, well, what you find in some churches, some denominations, some interpretations of Scripture—they
1: have a clear distinction—is
0: that there is a cl- that if you have not received. A baptism of the Holy Spirit. As a Christian, you are not fully in, and and usually what is connected directly to the verbiage "Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit?" is the um, uh, the hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? The expectation mm-hmm. that you must also speak in tongues as okay. a sign of your baptism of the Holy Spirit. Gotcha.
1: Okay, I'm tracking. And like we're
0: going to talk Sunday about tongues, and we're going to talk in next week's episode in much more in-depth about what it means and, and what we'll, that looks like.
1: And we'll speak in tongues, so good luck understanding.
0: <laughs> yes, so find someone. You have a week to find someone with the gift of interpretation <laughs> uh, or pray that the Lord gives you that gift so that you'll be able to understand what we say. Um So to go back to my point, so yes, I do think it's important to have a distinction between them because for for anything, for nothing else than to take away confusion, which Mm -hmm. I'm probably just muddying the waters even more for people right now. No. Um, But what I believe many today call baptism in the Holy Spirit, they actually mean a filling or to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And what I notice in the scripture, and I'm going to share a couple uh, verses here, um, is that the scriptures seem to be there's a clear distinction between the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Okay, um, in First Corinthians 12 13, it says this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. So, a lot of people have like the Holy Spirit's come, uh, people have are um are declaring faith in Jesus. And the church is being formed, and they're gonna make a lot of mistakes in the process because they're Humans. they're yeah, they're human <laughs> beings. So 1 Corinthians 12, 13, this is what Paul says to the church, for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Now, the reality is, is that all these people didn't go and get a baptism when he uses this term, baptizo. Okay. They didn't all he he's He's not saying that every single one of you went and got dunked or immersed or whatever. He's talking about a spiritual baptism, baptism. And, and that's that Pentecost moment. There was no water in the house on Pentecost at Acts chapter two verse four, mm-hmm. but yet they would call that a baptism of the Holy Spirit when He came upon them. Yeah. So that He says, "For we are all baptized by one Spirit, capital S." So as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, and we need to remember this. Like this, there's a we're going to look at a a text in a minute uh, with uh, a man named Cornelius, Cornelius, a Roman uh, soldier, somehow connected with the Roman, not a Jewish person, right? And he's the first person that we see receiving the Holy Spirit that's not Jewish. Okay. Okay. Um. And so this was, we are like, okay, cool. This didn't happen yet. Like Mm -hmm. this was not. This was not heard of. I mean, for many people, this was the fulfillment of um, the messianic message that, that they had heard for centuries. Right. Um, the Jewish, Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're all baptized, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. All right. So there's this, we were all baptized with one spirit. Also in 1 Corinthians 6.19, um, and to me, this is a, this is a uh, it reminds me of those tongues of fire that were, appeared to be over each person in the upper room at Pentecost. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you,
2: not whom on. you have
0: received from God? Mm-hmm. You are not your own, it goes on to say. Yeah. Um, honor God with your body. So this um, this work of the Holy Spirit in both of those occasions, it's not necessarily accompanied by the gift of speaking in tongues, though it does happen. Yes. It certainly happens. Yes. Which we will talk about in the message on Sunday and next week's episode. But it would be fair to say that most Christians do not speak in tongues when they receive Christ. Correct. And yet at our salvation moment post-Pentecost, we... According to the scripture that I can see, we mm. do receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So okay. the the connection between when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the gift of tongues, I do not see that. There are occasions of that happening, but it is not with every occasion happening. Yeah. All right. Okay. Am I is this confusing? No, I'm just Okay.
1: I'm trying to think of <laughs> if I if I was listening, if I have questions.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm trying well, to. Well, that's do. good because if you have them, then people do. So yes. Um, the Holy Spirit's, um, baptizo, the, his initial coming upon them at Pentecost, it without a doubt came in a unique way. Um, because it's the first time that he shows up upon the, those who believe, um, he had never appeared that way before he had, he had come through prophets um, you know he spoke through people at different times, but this was like a mass event, right? Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit's coming at Pentecost it was unique but the result of what he did at Pentecost is the same today. He baptizes those who believe in Jesus into the body of Christ. So we are we are a partaker of Christ. We are placed firmly and securely in Christ. we are Joined together as the scripture says. We are in the same spirit. We are all part of the redeemed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from Pentecost on, my understanding of the scriptures is the baptism of the whole the baptism of the Holy Spirit is received by simple faith in Christ. If you have received Christ, you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it follows automatically. It's it's there, it's positioning us in Christ and and putting us securely in the family of God. Um this is what Paul taught about that position in Christ, right? These concepts in Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. He says, "For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form." What mm-hmm. who's who's the deity? God. And Jesus. And the Holy Spirit. That's right. So in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead.
1: This is not just talking about Jesus.
0: This is all the fullness of the deity. Oh. Yeah. All the fullness of the deity. Because remember, this is the church in, Col- in Colossae. So they're getting this this understanding. Yeah. In Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives. So you have all of him.
1: I, I guess I've just <laughs> always read that as them talking about Jesus. Well, he was, but yeah, but, but also the fullness of yeah, the deity. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the whole thing. Um, the complete package, if you will. <laughs> I mean, I almost like hate to say it like that, but it's kind of what it yeah, is post Pentecost. Right. This is what Peter said in 1 John. Uh, he This is what he's quoted as saying in 1 John chapter 4, verse 13 and 16. This is how we know. Did I say Peter? I think that's John. I don't yeah, know. I'm gonna double check. I mean, he could be quoting him, but I'm gonna double you, will you look that up? Yeah. I'm gonna read the passage while you make okay. sure we know who the author was. Um, first John 4, 13 through 16 says this This is how we know this is John, that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. Okay, capital S. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. And if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. This, And I'll repeat verse 13. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. Is that John? Yes, John. I mean, I don't know why I had Peter in there. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank it's you. John. So the baptism of the spirit, I was like, I don't think John quotes Peter, but let's double check yeah. it. Yeah. And I didn't have it in front of me. The baptism of the Spirit refers to a new believer's incorporation into the body of Christ by a spiritual union affected by the Holy Spirit. Okay? So when we receive Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. Here's Peter. Sorry. Here's where my notes were. Peter declared the same thing in his sermon in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. We're going to look at it in the next couple of weeks. And it's also the same Easter text. I even mentioned it a little bit this past Sunday. Yeah. Um, But this is what Peter says in Acts 2, 38. He says, repent and be baptized. So that sounds familiar. Yeah. Every one of you, but now it's in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.
2: Okay. It's right there. Yeah. It's
0: all there. So the new Christian is now in Christ, and if they are in Christ, they are in the Holy Spirit, and they are in God. Mm-hmm. So the distinction, I think, is important.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: The baptism in the Spirit, it's a permanent, it's bestowed at conversion. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's upon us. There is no Scripture text urging believers today to seek an additional Spirit baptism. No. No. There's no text that say you must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There are times when people have asked, especially in the first days of the church, whose baptism did you receive? Oh, well, we received John's baptism. Oh, well, there's there's more. There's more to the story. Did you not hear about Pentecost?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, but once that's
0: catching them up.
1: But once they've mm-hmm. once you move past the people that received John's baptism, they're mm-hmm. all receiving
0: mm-hmm. if if they believe. That's yeah. right. The right. Holy
1: Spirit
2: baptism. That's
0: right. So the point is that it's not possible to receive what we already have. Yes. That that's how I look at that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, and this is why you say you ask the question. <laughs> why you ask the question is does it matter? Yes. If we say baptism or filling or mm-hmm. you know whatever, what the Bible does urge. So I don't see text urging that we must receive a, a secondary baptism beyond believer's baptism. Correct. But what the Bible does urge us to seek and receive is the filling of the Holy Spirit, which I would say, this is this is where I think much of the confusion resides. What some call spirit baptism today is scripturally called being filled.
1: Why are you not filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time as a Holy Spirit baptism? You are. Okay.
0: So but what what i'm what i guess i mean is what some would what some say and believe and they've looked at the scripture yeah um and they say i read the scripture and i see where you are supposed to be baptized in the holy spirit apart from your water baptism apart from your salvation i do not see that in the text mm-hmm. i do see scripture urging us to be filled with the spirit that we already have like we could if it's called being filled then that that derives this this image of oh then we can be poured out.
1: Yes. And you can use it.
0: Yeah. And you can be empty mm-hmm. if you're not infilled yes. again. Yes. And I think for any of us who have lived the the Christian experience for any length of time can definitely go oh there's times where I was empty and it might have been circumstantial but often it was my own like uh, lack of you know prayer Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding, like you know, I think we've been talking about infilling of the Spirit. That's what I've been talking about, as yeah, I talk so, about the Holy Spirit in these last several weeks. Yeah,
1: so it's almost like when we talk about, um, you know, we we say we're like spiritually empty and we need to be refilled. Mm-hmm. We're talking about being Holy Spirit refilled.
0: I am. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I
1: would say that most people are probably say.
0: Mm -hmm. meaning
1: that and saying that without actually understanding what they're saying.
0: Right, because some people might go, I'm feeling really empty. I need to pray more. I need to read my Bible more. I need to pay more attention in the worship service. Those are good, Mm -hmm. but I I see and my understanding and what I've been talking about is we need to recognize the Holy Spirit of God who lives in us and we need to be calling on his name and asking us to lead us and guide us, make his word come alive, make our time in worship be more meaningful, all those things. We have him. Why are we not using him? It's like a second tank of gas, but it's like the good stuff, like yeah. the stuff you don't want to pay for if Jet you're on a fuel. budget. Yeah, right. Um, and it's like we have it, but we're not tapping using into it. it. Yeah. And so I think the distinctions are are important because what I Again, I think what some people say, oh, no, you need to be baptized in the Spirit. I would say, I'm kind of with you. I just think you need to call it, we need to be. We need to have a fresh and filling of the Spirit who's already with us, because I'm a mm-hmm. believer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but then where I think the, the fork in the road kind of also starts to widen is, are those who say, you must be baptized in the Spirit post-conversion, and you must speak in tongues. And we're going to get into that yeah. next week. Yeah. The term being filled is often translated in the Greek as this, keep on being filled.
1: So it's like filled. Like a
0: continual present tense ver, uh, verb. Filling. Continually yeah. being filled. We must continually be filled. So I would say that the filling of the Spirit, it's not a... Uh, we have the Spirit of God, but I think operating in the fullness of the Spirit is not permanent. I mm-hmm. think it is something that must be repeated again and again. And like daily, not mm-hmm. like these, um, you know, separate moments that we must signify, but like a daily fill me, Holy Spirit. Like okay. the prayer we prayed Sunday. Mm-hmm. We prayed it at staff on Monday. We prayed it with um, the band and the and tech, tech and everyone yeah. before the service on Sunday. It's like, fill me, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill me up. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: So, so let me. Let me make sure I'm tracking, and okay. correct me if I'm not. Um, baptism of the Holy Spirit is a one-time deal.
0: That is my understanding.
1: And then a continual... I feel like
0: I'm before Congress. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then <laughs> I then do a, not have a recollection of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then
1: filling of the Spirit is a continual practice in our um, Christian walk, or should be. Yes. A seeking, I, yeah. seeking a filling... Of the Holy Spirit should be a continual searching process.
0: Yes, I believe it's a necessity for us to be of any use. Okay. To the Kingdom. Good. Yes. So we have this present tense continual verb of keep on being filled, and so so here we are. So and here's where I would say the scriptures I look at they give this definite guidance on what does it mean to be filled or how are we filled. Um, first in Ephesians chapter four verse thirty. Paul tells us do not grieve the holy spirit by your sin. So if you're if you're listening to this going I I I need to be I can I need a continual filling of the spirit. I'm a believer but I need I want the holy spirit if I I I need the holy spirit's infilling, his mm-hmm. power, his dunamis in my life. I want to be useful to him. Um, listen, don't grieve the holy spirit by sin. So confess sin, repent of sin, name it um, leave it at the altar, you know, give it over to God, turn away from it. But um, we cannot on one hand be saying dunamis, I need I need this dunamis, Holy Spirit power and then go on in knowingly committing sins that we know grieve our God. Yeah. The, what are we what are we saying there? I mean that's that's adultery. It's spiritual adultery. Yeah. That's what that is. Um, so don't grieve the Spirit. That, so if you want to be filled by the Spirit, don't grieve the Spirit by sin. You know So there's a house cleaning that needs to go on there. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do sin, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, when you do sin, confess that to your God. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. We must be empty and clean in order to be filled. Otherwise, what are we filled with? And this, Josh, and I don't know if you remember this, but this was the Scripture that the Holy Spirit gave to me on that Sunday... In March, I think it was, maybe the last date in February. March fifth. It was was the Sunday. Whenever he said leave it, and Mm. that was he was talking about my iPad with my message. He said leave it, and um, uh, and that was the verse that that he gave, that he just impressed on me as we were in a time of prayer, and I just repeated it a couple of times. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. To forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, with that cleansing—that's a—that's a, a vessel that is prepared to receive the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. I look back at that date as kind of a nexus, kind of a turning point moment um, for for me, yes, spiritually. And I—I I think for our church, mm-hmm. I think so. Um, so do not grieve the Spirit. You want to be filled by the Spirit? Don't grieve the Spirit. When you do sin, confess that sin, as First John 1, 9 tells us. Uh, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, we are told by Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount that that we need to be people who hunger and thirst for righteousness, that, uh, that we are blessed if we do that. And the answer to that is we hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we'll be filled. Mm-hmm. So, we need to kind of be have this mindset of uh, we want to live every moment in like with a kingdom understanding. Like I I need to be filled. I want to hunger and thirst for the righteousness of God. Um I love a quote by A.W. Tozer. He said, "Every person is just as spiritual as they want to be." Oof. So that takes the um, "Oh, well, I'm a believer. I got the Holy Spirit." Cool. No, no. You want to be spiritual, you want to have the Holy Spirit's presence, you want to work in uh, and operate in the Holy Spirit's power. Uh, you need to be someone who is intentionally being filled by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth thing, so I, I listed these uh, don't grieve the Spirit. When you do confess it, seek to live every moment, you know, to be filled, you know, seek after hunger and thirst for righteousness. Fourth is make every effort, and this is this is a this is a practice here, Josh. Make every effort to respond to the guidance and the speaking of the Holy Spirit. We all have heard the verse; someone sold it to us before. It's out of First Thessalonians five nineteen. It says, "Do not quench the Spirit." That's one of those things where people are like, "That is the is that the unforgivable sin? Do not quench the Spirit." It's like, "Is it blasphemy?" What like we know what is it not. Here's what quenching the Spirit is. When you know that the Lord by the Holy Spirit has nudged you, told you to do something, to say something, to respond to something, whatever it is, and you do not do it. Right. You are quenching the Holy Spirit's work in your life. Why would we want to quench that? And I mean, I think it's, I go back to like sin. Mm -hmm. Like we don't want to respond because sin. We don't want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because it might actually cause us to. As as the as the rich young ruler was told to do, like you know, give everything you have away and follow me. Yeah, you know, um, I think there's a there's a fear, there's a control issue there. But don't quench the Holy Spirit. Respond, um, be obedient. Ask God to pour His Spirit. So this is uh, I said seven, there's six. Ask God to pour His Spirit into your life, so that you might receive the filling of the Spirit. Um, there, we, I think we're in this, like, position to experience this abundant life, um, these living waters, as Scripture says. And um, why would we not? Why would we not each day say, Holy Spirit, fill me up for this day, for the work that you have for me to do? Mm-hmm. Why would we not pray that, you know? Yeah. We pray. You know, here's the thing, Josh. We know, like doctrinally that our sins are forgiven right Jesus died for our sins mm-hmm. the ones you haven't even committed yet correct right. yep do you still pray and ask God to forgive you yes so Holy Spirit we know we have the Holy Spirit from mm-hmm. Pentecost on in all who believe we have the Holy Spirit would it not also because sometimes people get a little like why do I have to keep asking them to fill me up well you don't I, because he, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a relationship where us confessing our sins is us being cognizant of the fact that we've sinned. Yes. Um, for us asking the Holy Spirit to fill us, we have the Holy Spirit, but by filling us we're saying, I need you, I need, your, I need to be infilled by you, led by you, empowered by you, because our flesh is constantly trying to pull away at the Holy Spirit's power on Mm -hmm. a daily basis our sin nature so i think for those who are okay confessing sin that they know has already been paid for we need to be just as okay saying holy spirit fill me up today on this yes you know yeah why wouldn't we and then the last one if you want to be filled by the spirit and i think this is the most important one and this is where again i think sometimes there's a fork in the road doctrinally um theologically in some cases in regard to the work of the holy spirit is we need to leave the results to Him. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: How is God going to fill us with the Spirit? What is that going to look like? How is that going to play out in your life? What does that mean? Leave the results to Him.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I fully believe that if the Holy Spirit came upon you right now, filled you up, and gave you the gift of tongues to speak in another language so that someone else would hear and understand that you are declaring the wonders of God, I fully believe it happens. Is that the only way the Holy Spirit works? Absolutely not. Right. So leave the results of God filling you with the spirit, with his spirit Mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. Just be a willing vessel. Yes. Just be a willing vessel. That's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are. That's it's where
2: little, we, it's a lot of stuff. That's where we
0: landed. That's where we landed. And I know it's a lot and I know that there's, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, teaching and, and understanding on that. And, and, you know, when I first, when I, I've, I've looked at this several times in my faith journey, but, you know, as I was preparing for the message and I was preparing for this episode, one of the things I found in reading like different people writing on, who are are would say, no, you must be baptized in the Holy Spirit in a separate way, shape or form than right. your conversion. What I found is they used a lot of the filled with the Text. Spirit texts to make their point. And it wasn't like it was like, you know, holy and completely wrong. But I was just like, but that's not the that's not the word. And so
1: they're not going back to the Greek to say that the word right, is right. Yes.
0: So um that that's my understanding. And yeah. I and I am fully like I'm I'm, I'm teachable, so like I'm not saying that I have found the end all be all. This is my understanding, um, from my study, and this is what I'm sharing.
1: So if you have any comments, please go to Shannon at theporchcc.com.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right, and I will I will do my best. No, I'm,
1: I mean I've I if this was a video podcast, you would have seen me with basically a dumb looking face the entire time, <laughs> just because I'm trying to make like I'm trying to make sure I'm. I'm tra- like, I agree with everything you're saying, but I just want to make sure that it's very trackable. Right. And it it, it just, it makes sense that way, right?
0: It does to me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think we like, need to leave a lot of the work to, of the Holy Spirit to the Holy Spirit, and we just need to be a, a willing vessel. Yeah. That's if I just made a really long podcast into a short sentence right there.
1: So let's just start over.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. How's it going?
1: Hey, Shannon, how's it going?
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So that's where we are. Um, You know, I'm sure there's going to be more conversations. We're going to talk this Sunday about the second part of verse 4 in Acts chapter 2 when it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them, and we're going to talk about um, that and what that means, and what does that what does that mean for the church now? And, and actually, we'll probably talk more about that in the next podcast episode, episode one thirty nine. But
1: and yeah. I can pretty much go ahead and say this: that if you're looking for Shannon to give a definitive answer on tongues, you're going to be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like you're right. if you're
1: looking for a yes or no.
0: <laughs> oh well, I, I I certainly think it's it's real. Yeah. I just don't necessarily. I, I don't know if I, you know, where I land on. Or I do know where I land on. Like, is that the only sign of receiving the Holy Spirit and, and those things? So.
1: So yeah. you'll just have to come Sunday to find out, it's or listen gift. to the podcast.
0: It's a gift. It's a gift. So all right. Well, um, thanks for hanging with us. Anything uh, timely we need to let people know of?
1: Um, I mean, if you have kids. Anywhere from birth to high school, sign them up for all the things we have coming up this yeah, summer. Yeah,
0: we've got uh, Stellar Vacation Bible School. We've got our mission, mission weeks. Week for our for our middle school. That's the same week as VBS, and then we have our high school mission New week. Orleans. I've changed trip. it.
1: I've changed it to Mission Week because that's easier to understand. Yeah, in like marketing. Yeah. So. It, both of them have a mission week. Oh, gotcha, One's staying gotcha. here and one's going away. There you go, there you go. As opposed to trying to explain why one is getting a mission trip and one is only getting a mission week.
0: Well, they're not going anywhere. That's what makes mission so, week. Make so they're just me. all
1: getting a mission week, <laughs> and one's going and one's not.
0: There you go, there you go. Or they're going in our community, so there's yes. that. So.
1: And then, honestly, what I would say... You need to go back and listen to, like, if this is your first Holy Spirit podcast that you've listened to, let's say you've been away for a little while and Mm -hmm. you're coming back, weird, whatever, but go back and listen to the one, the Come Holy Spirit um, podcast and listen to the sermons from this Acts series. Mm -hmm. It really helps dial in what Shannon's talking about.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. It helps me. Yep. <laughs> well, hey, porch community, thanks for being a part of this and for listening. And we look forward to seeing you this Sunday and talking to you again soon. Thanks, See you Josh. Bye. See bye. you, baby. <laughs> You've been listening to the One Sixty Seven podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining one hundred and
2: sixty-seven hours of your week.